Turn with me, please, to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Speaking on the topic, continue to speak on the topic, uh, faith that pleases God. We'll be looking at the life of Abraham here this morning. As a matter of fact, Abraham is discussed uh, more than any of, of the other examples that are given in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 10 will be our focus here this morning. Follow along as I read God's word. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. This is God's holy word. As many of you know, and familiar with Abraham, his life was truly a life of faith. God commanded him to leave his homeland, his native land, and he, he left his own country, went to a place he had not seen, he was not familiar with, and he relied on nothing except what God had promised. And that sums up the Christian life. It's, it, we, we're on a journey. We're all a call on a journey of faith. And in a sense, this world is not our home. We're, we're called to a heavenly home. Abraham had a promise of an inheritance, the land of Canaan, and yet he only possessed just a small portion of the land of Canaan when he got there. Because ultimately God had, and he understood this, and we'll see, he understood that there was a greater promise, a heavenly promise. And we too are called toward heaven. Yes, yes, we experience some blessings here in this world. God is so merciful and gracious to us. But the greater blessings will come in eternity. As Pastor Mark said, we're going to worship God. We're going to be in his presence. God is our inheritance. We will have him forever. Abraham understood something of that. He, he didn't turn back. And remember the the, the text that uh, that we're 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 reading and we're studying here. The context is written to a people who were tempted to turn away and turn back to their old life. And these these were Jews, and 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 with Abraham as as their example, 
uh, this would have been great motivation for them to continue on the journey of faith. Abraham's faith wasn't perfect, was it? It wasn't perfect. He 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 faltered and failed, and and but God was with him. God God net net was the blessing. God was with him. He persisted because God was with him. God preserved. It was God's preserving grace that was keeping him, even though it seemed like the the promise. Uh, was was threatened by his failure. God was with him, and and beloved, God is with us as well. He he's with us, sustaining us, keeping us, helping us to see Christ and know something of His love for us. What a blessing the Christian life is when we understand it on God's terms. Just as Abraham journeyed and. And he traveled and and we'll see uh, uh, that he uh, was promised to have an, an heir and 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 he offered up Isaac doing the, the 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 very thing that that seemed to threaten the promise. But he trusted God. And that's what we'll see here in our text. His faith was persistent. He It, it was persistent and it started with a call. It started with a call. Salvation starts with a call of the gospel. Notice with Abraham, his his faith journey started with a call from God. Notice at the beginning of verse eight, it says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out. Notice first the Author, the writer of Hebrews, introduces uh, this this journey of Abraham with the familiar phrase by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed. Lenski noted here in reference to, to Abraham, he said that the first great evidence of Abraham's faith is his obedience. Where you have faith, you have obedience. Where you have true obedience, you have true faith. Faith and obedience goes together. Where you have one, you have the other. You you trust God. If you say you trust God, then you will obey him. And if you are obeying God, if it's a sincere obey, it's, it's a sincere obey, obedience because you trust God. And beloved, where there is no heart of obedience to God, there is no true faith in God. You, you've got to have, there, there is both that, it, that is involved uh, in the Christian life. And it was so with, with the life of Abraham. Turn to Genesis chapter 12 and keep, keep your finger there because we're going to, Kind of turn back and forward here. Abraham, by faith, Abraham obeyed God. And we'll see here in Genesis chapter 12, this is before Abraham's name was changed. His name here is Abram. Genesis chapter 12. And look at Verse, we'll, we'll read uh, through verse number four. Now, 
the Lord said to Abram, go. This is a, a command. This is this is a command. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. This is the promise I will make. And, and, and notice something before we go further. God commanded Abram to go and notice who is doing the acting here. God says, simply commanded Abram to go. And God says, I will show you. He says, go to a land that I will show you. Notice in verse two, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will, you notice that? Bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you. I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And how did Abram respond? Verse number four. So he went. Not only did he did he went. So he went as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. 75 years old. That says something about, we just went through a class on old age. It says something about God using people who are of age. You're not too old for God to use you. You're in the right place for God to use you. Abraham was 75 years old and he obeyed the Lord. And he went. He went as the Lord told him. God commanded. Abraham believed and he acted on what he believed. This is what true faith is all about. In Genesis chapter 15, later on, Genesis 15 and 6, it says, and Abraham believed the Lord and it was counted and, and he counted it to him as righteousness. It, 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 Abraham simply believed God. And because he believed God, he acted. And he acted because he had true faith. And, he, and that true faith is what saves him, is what uh, God was pleased with. Because God did all the work in the, in the background, giving him the the, the the land and and the 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 inheritance and and he would tell him that that I he said I'll make you a great nation and later on he said I will your your descendants will number uh the, the like the stars in the in the sky God did all of that Abraham was simply to believe. he wasn't to work out the details he wasn't trying to he wasn't there trying to figure out what, what Hold up, God. We'll see. He 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 went out. He 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 went when he was called. He he went out. He obeyed. That's that's what the Christian life is 
is about. We, we, we get a word from God and we simply obey. We don't try to figure it out. We don't try to try to, you know, question God and God, God, you sure this is what you want me to do? This is by faith. Abraham obeyed. This is just like the, the disciples of our Lord when he called them. Turn to, to Matthew chapter four. Matthew chapter four. This, this is this is simply the response, the appropriate response of a true believer. Matthew chapter four, verse 18. We'll start there. And this is Jesus, our Lord, and his call of his disciples. And, and we'll we'll look at a couple here. When, verse 18, he says, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter and Andrew, his brothers, his brother casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. This is what this is what their livelihood was. This is what this is what they their their uh, this is how they earn a living. They were they were fishing. Verse 19. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Verse 20. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. What did they do? They obeyed. They believed and obeyed. They believed what Jesus said and they obeyed him immediately. And going out from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Verse 20, immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Turn over to chapter 9 of Matthew, Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verse 9. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he, ro he rose and followed him. Turn to Matthew chapter 10, chapter 10, verse 38. Matthew 10, verse, matter of fact, we'll start reading at verse number 34. Matthew 10, verse 34. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Beloved, true faith responds. True faith 
responds. Those who are true disciples of Jesus Christ responds to the voice of the good shepherd. They they respond and and they go and 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 they go wherever he calls and do whatever he calls them to do. Just like Abraham, it says, "By faith, Abraham obeyed." This is what again true faith does. It responds. And notice that Abraham's faith began with the call of God, just like the disciples. Go back to Hebrews chapter eleven. Verse eight, it says, when he was called to go out by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out. Called here is is passive. This is a the sovereign, gracious, effectual call of God. A Abraham's life of faith started with God's call. And it is true. Any life. Any life of faith starts with God and his call. It's not rooted in our ability and what we know is rooted in the sovereign, gracious call of God. That's where it starts. Abraham would have would have not obeyed if God had not called him. He wouldn't have gone out if God had not called him. And, and in reality, Abraham wasn't seeking God. Abraham was a pagan. He, he was a he was a he, he was living in a idolatrous culture. He grew up in a pagan home. He didn't grow up in a Christian home. His father was was a pagan who served other gods, according to Joshua 24, chapter 24, verse 2. But it was God who called him. God made himself known to Abraham and called him out of all the people on the earth. There was other people. There was other people on the earth. But who got the call? Abram did. They didn't get it. Abram got it. And those who followed him, Lot, Sarah, his wife, they followed because of Abram's call. God, it is true that he has mercy on whom he wills. He, he does what he wants to do. He calls whom he wants to. And if you're a believer, he called you. And that should cause you to worship him. To to be thankful to him and to be willing to do what he has purposed that you do in this world, this wicked world. God sovereignly was merciful to Abraham and he called him and he called him to a special relationship with himself. I will do this. Beloved, we were wicked sinners, just like Abraham. We were wicked sinners. We were rebels. We were haters of God. Even if you grew up in a Christian home before you came to Christ, this 
is what defined you. You hated God before you came to Christ. Romans 3, verses 10 through 11, that is, as it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. That's all inclusive. Before you came to Christ, and for those who are here who has not come to Christ, this is the description of you. You're not righteous. Just because you're in church, just because you grew up in a Christian home, that don't make you righteous. The testimony of scripture is that before you come to Christ, you don't understand, you don't see God. If, 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 if you have a desire, even as an unbeliever now, to come to Christ, it is because God is drawing you to Christ. And if you came to Christ, it is because God drew you to Christ. John 6 and 44 says this. Our Lord says, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. No one means no one. No one. And it's, it's, it's God sovereign grace that, that enables. He says in John 10 verses 27 through 28, my sheep hear my voice. This, this, this is the call. This is the call of the gospel. The gospel goes forward and the, 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 the ones that God is drawing to Christ, they hear the voice of Christ saying, come to me. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. It is certain they hear my voice and they follow me. And our Lord says, I give them eternal life and they would never perish and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. God comes to us through the gospel just as he came to, to Abram. He came to Abram with a call and a promise. God comes to us with the promise of the gospel. Come to Christ. And it is the Holy Spirit through the word of God that that makes a, a person spiritually alive so that they can respond and believe on the gospel. It is the work of regeneration in the heart. Uh, Abram's heart was changed. He, he was a pagan and his heart was changed to follow after God, to 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 respond to God's call. This was a, a effectual call. It, it was effectual. It accomplished what God purposed. God said, Abraham, go. God purposed for him to go. And guess what Abraham did? He went. And if you're a believer, God called you to go to Christ. And you responded because of the work of God in your heart. And if, again, if you are unbelievable and you say, how do I know God is calling me? Do you sense your heart responding 
Is there is there a desire to come to Christ? Is there, is there a desire to know him? Is there a desire? Is there is there is there a desire to 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 come to him? And, and in your heart, do you believe that that he is who he says he is? If that is true, you come to him. You come to him and obey him. And so Abraham's call was a effectual call. It was a gracious, effectual call. Abraham didn't call himself. God called him. And this started his journey of faith. And not only was his call a uh, effectual call, it was a costly call. He get he, in Genesis 12 and one, it says, God says, God told him, leave your country, your kindred, your father's house. Can you imagine? It's like leaving the United States. It's like leaving the family that you're in. It's like leaving your parents' house. Abraham's faith, it cost him. And he left everything. And this was unheard of for his time. He, Abraham's father was perhaps a, a rich man. And for Abraham to, to, to leave Ur, which was a a, a prominent, wealthy city to to leave all of that, to 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 leave his possessions, to to leave his his father's house, and 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 his his aunts and uncles, to to leave all of that, to go, and in response to God's call, demanded faith. He didn't complain. He 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 just obeyed. That that's he, it was a it was a high cost, and he simply obeyed, and he was willing to pay the cost. And it's the same for us to follow Christ as well. Luke fourteen, Jesus says, uh, Luke fourteen twenty six through twenty seven. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, yea, his own life, he cannot be my. The cost is high. To serve God. The cost is high to, to obey God. Have you paid the price? Have you responded to, to, to the call of God and, and, and in, in your heart given up everything? for the sake of following Jesus Christ. Abraham is a wonderful example of giving up everything to follow after what God commands. Abram, he went to, the text says, he went to a place that, that was uh, to receive, that he was to receive as, as an inheritance. God called him. And, and this, this call came with a with a promise. God promised that uh, he would. And God didn't tell him until he got to the to the land of Canaan. He said, this land I, I'm going to give to you. 
but he called he called him to to the place to that that he was given to him as as an inheritance. He didn't give him a map. He didn't give him a compass. All he gave him was a promise. And this reminds us what the definition of faith is all about. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. He hadn't seen Canaan, but he journeyed because of the call. Calvin observed here, he said, it is no ordinary trial of faith to give up what we have in hand in order to seek what is afar off and unknown to us. God said that he would give Abraham an inheritance and Abraham simply believed it. And he went out, look at the rest of verse eight, and he went out not knowing where he was going. Abraham obedience was immediate. He made a definite break with his former life. He put one foot in front of the other and he went out. He left his own country. A place that that God didn't give him explanations for. He went out not knowing where he was going. He, he obeyed simply by faith. He, he left everything. And, and, and beloved, in the Christian life, God doesn't tell us everything about what we're going to encounter in the Christian life. He doesn't give us all the details. He just says, come to Christ. That, that's, 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 that's the main call, come to Christ. He doesn't give us the details. He doesn't say, you're going to experience uh, one day. You're going to experience this loss. He, he, he doesn't tell us what is around the corner in our lives. All he tells us is to follow Christ. We don't know what's coming. We, 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 we don't know what's, ne what's next. We don't know whether we're going to be persecuted. We don't know whether we're going to lose our homes. We don't know whether we, we don't know what's coming. But one thing that we can be certain of, that the call to come to Christ is a call to come to a Savior. It is a call to come to one who will keep us. And so God doesn't tell us everything. He doesn't tell us everything because he wants us to trust him. That's, that's, this, I think about Abraham journeying to, to the land of Canaan. And, and God didn't, didn't give him all the details because God wanted Abraham to trust him. Isaiah 50 verse 10 says, who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord. He who walks in darkness. You don't know where you're going. All you know is, is that this is this is. This God has called me to follow Christ and obey him. Isaiah says, let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord. That's what we're simply to do. And he says, and rely on his God. Blessed is he who trusts in the Lord, Psalm 84. They go from strength to strength. They go from strength to strength because they trust in the Lord. 
their hope is renewed because they trust in the Lord. We don't know, again, what a journey is going to take us. But if we trust God, God will give us the strength to continue the journey. God pledges to to uphold his people. Isaiah 41 verse 13 says, for I, the Lord, your God, hold your right hand. It's a strong hand. What, that's, that's where the strength, the strength is at. The strength is, is, is in the right hand. And God says, I, I, I'm holding your right hand. <laughs> you think you're strong, but I'm holding your strength. I'm keeping you. He says, it is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. This is how Abraham was able to continue the journey. God was with him. Look at verse nine. He says, by faith, he went out to live in the land of promise. And this is the 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 the, the promise uh, that the land that he was going to, God, God would give it to him as an inheritance. It, it, it's yours. God told him it, it's, it's yours. And 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 Abraham left and he was assured of this reality. In Genesis chapter 13, verse 15, God says, for all the land, I'm talking about the land of Canaan, which thou seest, to thee I will give it and thy seed forever. So Abraham, by faith, went to live in the land of promise. But notice what the writer of Hebrews goes on and says. Abraham goes to the promised land, and when he gets there, he doesn't, he doesn't build a big city to, to live in it. Notice what he does when he gets there, verse 9. It says, by faith he went to live in the, prom, in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Abraham arrived in the promised land and he lived as a stranger in tents. He, he was in the very land that God promised him, yet he lived like a nomad, like a stranger, like a pilgrim. All that, that Abraham eventually owned in the land of Canaan was a, was a burial plot, a cave. And, and the land surrounding it. That's, that's, all, that's all he owned. Isaac and Jacob was, was with him. They were heirs of the, the same promise. And the blessing for them is that they saw his faith. Even though the Canaanites were still in the land, even though he was dwelling and living in tents, he and his family, his family saw his faith. And this would have encouraged him. And these Hebrew uh, readers that the writers writing to, this would have encouraged them as well. Their, their 
they're not, they don't live in the land that they own. They're under the authority of Rome. But but what kept even with this, what what kept Abraham pressing on? Look at verse 10. This, this is this is why he 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 was content to 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 settle in the land and and to 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 pit, pitch tents and 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 to live as as a nomad. Verse 10, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Ultimately, he was looking to be with God. He was looking to not his circumstances. He he didn't have his heart set up on his present circumstances and the materials and all those different things. He he knew God had a better city for him. He knew that the the physical land of Canaan is not the ultimate reward. It's not the ultimate inheritance. He he was always looking forward to heaven. That, that's where his focus was. His focus was on the heavenly. He, he was living. And it, the, it says here he was looking forward. He was waiting expectantly. Even though things didn't pan out Perhaps the way that 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 the human mind would have would have thought that they would pan out if, if the land of Canaan is mine. That means that I'm going to go into the land of Canaan and the Canaanites are going to leave. And I got the land of myself. It didn't happen like that. It, it didn't happen like that. And yet. He obeyed because his focus wasn't on the land. His focus was on God. It, it was it was it was God who uh, was his was the desire of his heart. He can live in tents. He can leave the riches of his father's house. Make me think about missionaries and their call to, to the mission field. They go and they live among the people and live like the people. And 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 partly because they understand that this world is is not our home. The houses that they left, the family that they left to go onto the mission field. Is 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 not as important as following God and obeying Him and doing His will. Abraham understood that the 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 land of Canaan, the true fulfillment of that land, was a heavenly and eternal one. And he. And he bore this, the difficulties, no doubt. Just imagine going to a foreign land. Perhaps he didn't know the language. He, he goes there and the land is uh, his inheritance, but, but the, the Canaanites are still there. 
and and perhaps he couldn't speak the language. He had to go and make a live in some kind of way. But what sustained him? It was his faith that sustained him. No wonder Abraham is called the, 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 the father of the faith. Because of the sacrifice that 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 uh, he was called to. He was called to give up everything to follow the call of God. And beloved, for us, for us, we have many comforts and and things in life. Those things are a blessing. But they should not be ultimate. You should be willing to give up. And to to do uh, whatever it is that that you're called to do for the sake of Jesus Christ. If you've come to Christ, you have everything that pertains to life and godliness. You, if you have come to Christ, you have the greatest treasure that you could that one could ever have. You have the greatest possession in in Christ. Christ is in you. You are in him and you and Christ are in God, the father. And and it is Christ who is our great high priest, who is our savior, who has gone into heaven. He says, I go away to prepare a place for you. So that where I am, you may be also. Is that your focus? Is that what you're looking forward to? Like Abraham. Philippians chapter three, verse 20 says that our citizenship is is, is not of this world. Our citizenship is of heaven. And while we hear Jesus Christ says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. and, And while we hear we're simply ambassadors for him ambassadors for the gospel. We're here to to serve him and yet seeing the unseen, we're to anticipate and to press forward in the faith in serving him. Beloved, God calls us to not merely know that he calls us in the gospel. We're to act on that every day. The gospel is not just to is, is not just a, a, a response that 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 you that you respond, you know, you, you respond to the gospel call in the past and that's done and over with. No, every day, every day is a response to that very gospel call. It is a response of belief that I have been called as an ambassador, that I am called as a a citizen of heaven to serve the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Abraham sets the example for us. What a wonderful example it is. He, He obeyed immediately to go out to the place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And this is similar to the call of salvation, to go and to, re- to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. And so, beloved, I, I ask you this morning, where's your focus? 
where where is your focus is it on the eternal or is it on the temporary on the things of this world this is what the health wealth does and it's amazing how the health wealth they'll use abraham and and his his life and say that god wants you to prosper and and to be the head and not the tail they'll point to abraham but they don't bring this up about the fact that Abraham didn't really possess the land in its entirety. He possessed it impartially. They don't, they don't tell you that. They, they don't go and, and point to the fact that Abraham left riches. He gave up riches to go and dwell in tents. They don't tell you that this health, wealth gospel, this naming and claiming, God wants you, God wants the best for you. No, the best for you is not until you get to heaven. And Abraham understood something of that. He was looking forward to the city that has foundations, who designed and built it as God. Let us, beloved, look forward to what God has promised for us in Christ, and that is to be with him one day. Amen. Let us pray. Father, it is truly a blessing to have such an example laid out for us on what faith looks like. Faith simply obeys. Faith, true faith, obeys, and, and, and it lives a life of obedience. Abraham's life was characterized by obedience. No, it wasn't perfect, and he failed many times. But what motivated the obedience was your call. You called him, therefore, he obeyed, he failed, you kept him. And it's the same with us. You call us, we obey, and many times we fail and we sin and we do things that, Father, we know are not pleasing to you on this journey of faith. But we know that it is dependent all upon you keeping us. For it is you who is at work in us to will and to do your perfect pleasure. And we thank you that you are sustaining us and keeping us. You're behind the scenes, motivating us and guiding us on this very journey that you have called us to be on for Christ. And we thank you that it is because of Christ that we're able to, to draw near to you, that we're able to uh, come to you and to obey uh, what you have commanded of us. It is because of Christ, the, our great high priest, who, who has uh, opened, uh, in a sense, the doors of heaven, and we will be with you one day. But in the meantime, we need you to keep us. And there are many things that your people are dealing with, challenges in this life, 
many troubles, many difficulties, many things that uh, come unexpectedly in their lives, help them to remember the life of Abraham and that he simply obeyed and that he looked forward to the heavenly blessing. And that was his motivation. That was what kept him on the journey. And may that too keep us on this journey of faith, this, this, this race of faith for the sake of Christ. We thank you, Father. In Christ's name I pray, amen.